We'll get started with our Verizon IndyCar Series Firestone Fast 6 press conference, joined now by Scott Dixon, who will be starting fifth in tomorrow's Honda Indy Toronto. Scott has two poles and two wins here at the Honda Indy Toronto, those two wins coming from when he swept the doubleheader races in 2013. Scott, starting fifth tomorrow, a great starting position for you as you look to move forward in tomorrow's race. Uh, take us through your qualifying run and uh, what you expect in tomorrow's af tomorrow afternoon's race. Uh, it's just it's just really been a, a rough weekend for us uh, as far as speed. Um, well, even just to, to drive the car has been a, has been a handful and, and um, really hard to keep control of it. I think you know this morning we were P17, so we made some good strides to you know uh, make it to the Firestone Fast Six and ultimately fifth. I think we had enough time maybe to to jump fourth there, but uh, hit the wall really hard in turn six uh, on my second lap there, which um, had some good speed in it. And then you know I think I bent the suspension after that. So. Um, you know, all in all, good recovery. Uh, got a lot of work to, to get done to make the car a little bit better, I think, for, for tomorrow in the race. Um, you know, and the, and the competition is definitely very strong right now. So uh, we'll see what, uh, what tomorrow brings. Hopefully we can get a little bit lucky. You know, uh, led most of the, lay, the race last year until we, uh, you know, we got hosed on a yellow there and, and uh, went to the back. So maybe uh, we can have some roll our way tomorrow. We talk a lot about how this track is extremely challenging in that there's so many different types of surfaces. Each corner is so different. How do you feel it's easiest to navigate around the track and what do you have to do to prepare yourself mentally for all those different types of surfaces? Uh, it's, it's tough. You know, I think, um, you know, the hard part is every year it changes, you know, whether it's the winter or, you know, uh, they did a good job of resealing from turn six to turn eight. Um, I think next on the project list is probably turn one or the approach to turn one is very bumpy this year and, and uh, especially where you just start into the braking zone um, you know as a, as a really big almost needs to get ground hopefully it doesn't cause any issues tomorrow for the race but um, you know I think you've got to have you know these tracks uh, do have a lot of character and, and it makes it you know uh, one very difficult to, to get the lap together um, you know which which technically makes it um, you know to get the car to, to do the right things and be consistent is also very tough. So, you know, I love the challenges of, uh, you know, all the street courses. Toronto, I think, is one of the best layouts that we go to. And, and uh, you know, the city, um, you know, and the fans are, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to come here. So, uh, you know, enjoy being in Toronto. We'll open up for questions, starting with Bruce. And we do have a wireless microphone going around the room. I think I had to take a ferry boat to get down to your pit area at the end of pit lane. How big a liability is that going to be in the race? Uh, you know, it's tough here anyway with the new configuration of the pit lane. Um, you know, luckily we have an easy out, which helps a little bit. I think we were not having to, you know, turn so sharply out of our pit. Um, getting in is, is really difficult just because of, you know, the way the, uh, the, the curve is, um, you know, trying to turn back with, with, uh, you know, the lock and an IndyCar, it doesn't have much turning radius, but, um, Pit lane is always, you know, one of those things. Um, sometimes you can have some extremely, you know, close calls and, and uh, even, you know, lead to crashes. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, IndyCar did the right job, I think, with, with uh, you know, pulling the, the pit speed limiter down to 40 miles an hour and uh, definitely makes it a lot safer for everybody else. And fingers crossed that uh, we don't have an issue. But from a scoring standpoint, is it going to be a hindrance? From a scoring standpoint, is it going to be a hindrance being all the way in the back? Uh, no, you know, it would just be the crossovers that you have uh, with, you know, cars coming and, and going. The only person that normally gets an advantage uh, on pit lane is the poles that are just being closer to pit exit. Other questions for Scott? Yes. 
a lot has been being made of this track and how difficult it is, but when you watch guys like Esteban and JR hit the walls, does that make it that much more mentally difficult knowing that, you know, it's one thing for it to be difficult, but to then watch other drivers uh, suffer ill fate? Um, I didn't see what happened to Esteban. I, you know, I, I saw where, I, you know, um, JR ended up and, and um, you know, turn eight's always been tricky, but, but uh, you know, I don't think it's an issue. Um, I think turn one is kind of really the only area that needs cleaning up. It's it's just you know it it uh, it's almost a bit of a jump there now opposed to you know uh, being a braking zone. But you know it's it's every year it changes, right? It's, it's it's a street course, and I think that's you know that's the challenging part about it. I think that's you know it's interesting for the drivers. It's a lot of fun, and it's damn difficult as it should be. So um, you know it's nothing new. It's nothing. Uh, it's going to be you know different next year as well. So uh, you got to keep it on the track and out of the walls, man. Other questions for Scott? Yes, Patrick. Uh, with the bumps going into turn number one, as big as they are, and we're watching noses flying up, just oddly enough, do you have trouble keeping your feet on the pedals getting into that braking zone? Uh, the pedals are pretty big in these things, so um, you know, and, and it's kind of you know, it's a confined uh, confined area. So yeah, it's that's that's not too much of an issue. I think it, it's definitely a bit harsh on some of the equipment, um, you know, attaching things and things like that. So um, you know, I think we've had lasers broken and, and other things on the car, but uh, it is what it is. And can you imagine uh, breaking? You know, Ed Jones has a broken left foot. Can you imagine that level of? You need a lot of pedal pressure there. I presume that can't be very comfortable. Um, pretty similar to Detroit, man, to be honest. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, I, I kind of went through that with Detroit and a couple of uh, other races earlier on in the year, and it's not enjoyable, that's for sure. And that's why I was asking you, because you've, you've been yeah. through that. So it's it, it, how frustrating, and, and I presume you're okay 100% now? Yeah, pretty much almost, which is which is good. So, uh, But, yeah, it's it's one of those things, man, like you either sit the race out or, you you know, you bear, bear, bear down and try and get through it. And let me ask you a different question while we're talking about that. Uh, I saw Sebastian Bourdais earlier today, and he walked into the, the, the Honda tent for lunch, and he couldn't get his cane to hang on the table correctly, so he just threw it down and kicked it underneath the table. Uh, he looks like he could be ready to go if it was a few years back when all you had to do was say, yeah, I'm ready to go. Uh, do you, do you, are you glad that drivers are being forced to sit out? Because it looks like he, might, he would probably be able to get in the car if he could just get cleared. Uh, talking to Sebastian, you know, I, I think he's – you know, making the right decision. I think, you know, Dale would probably like him in a car right now, but, um, you know, I think he's the one that's kind of calling the shots. Um, you know, I think it's it's a tough situation. You know, I think he could probably drive, but if he has another crash, you're just, you know, you're making things a lot worse. So it's, it's, uh, it's not just the driving factor, it's if he has another accident. Scott, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We'll welcome in our next four drivers, starting with Elio Castroneves, who will be starting third in tomorrow's Honda Indy Toronto. Elio, take us through your qualifying run and ultimately what led to this third-place starting position. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Hitachi Chevy was running really, really good, and obviously uh, my teammates, uh, uh, we all working together, pushing each other. <laughs> and, and we, in my group, the car was running really smooth. I picked up a little bit of understeers with the blacks. So it's trying to make some adjustments. That's what the fun part about it. You start making some adjustments and trying to rush into it. Um, and, but it worked pretty well. Um, and we saved the best for last. Uh, but definitely uh, uh, Simon put a phenomenal lap out there. And um, uh, I mean, I wish I would have started with the, 
the brand new one instead of uh, doing a stop and coming back again. So it would give us a little bit of more of a possibility to uh, keep pushing every lap. Also joined by Graham Ray Hall, who will be starting second in tomorrow's race. His a new best start for Graham Ray Hall here on the streets of Toronto. His previous best start was third. Graham, take us through your qualifying run, and uh, it seems like you ended up in a very favorable position for tomorrow's race. Yeah, it was just uh, you know a good effort uh, by our entire team, you know, to, uh, to to I think just to make the right adjustments. Obviously, it was a close one there to to sneak through to uh, Q3. Uh, we felt all along like we had the pace to be there. It was just a matter of, of putting it together, and I, I didn't do a great job in, in Q2, so just barely slipped in. But, you know, we've been just trying to keep up with these guys, you know, all uh, all weekend, and, uh, you know, Penske's doing a tremendous job as usual. And and so, you know, we've had to push pretty hard, but uh, definitely proud of, of, the, uh, of the lap that we put in there. And uh, like I said, you know, I think our guys are working hard to put a good – you know, race car on the track tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll go out there and push these guys for uh, for everything they've got. Our reigning winner, Will Power, sitting to Graham's right, your left, will be starting fourth in tomorrow's Honda Indy Toronto. Will, we've been seeing you a lot in these press conferences over the past couple of days, as is per usual. What's been going right for you this weekend, and ultimately take us through your qualifying run? Yeah, it's um, obviously the cars are really good. Um, you know, my qualifying was... Uh, on the blacks was really, really fast. Definitely, car felt good, but on the reds, didn't get a good read on that when it went red there. I only had one lap and it had a lot of push, and I thought, well, maybe the fronts weren't in, and then um, didn't have time to make a change in the f fast six. Uh, so, just yeah, big imbalance, um, and got as much as I could out of it as it was. Uh, so, starting fourth is pretty good around here. Keep, try to keep out of the mess. Joined also by James Hinchcliffe starting sixth in tomorrow's Honda Indy Toronto, which matches his best career start here on the streets of Toronto, also of sixth, best finish of third last year. James, how great is it to start off with such great momentum heading into your hometown race? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, last year getting into the fast six was pretty good for us. Um, best start that we'd had here and to, to match that. This weekend's pretty good. We uh, we've been struggling a little bit, to be honest. We've been kind of uh, kind of on the back foot, and really needed to find something for qualifying. And you know, the qualifying was weird with you know Esteban's accident just kind of sneaking us into Q Q2 because we were on a lap when that happened, and then the one lap shootout in Q2 was uh, always exciting. You know, sticker reds for one lap. You're just trying to save your life and, and give it everything you've got, and, and we got in, which was great. And um, you know, coming into qualifying with the, you know, the Penske Brigade doing what they've been doing in practice, we all kind of thought we were fighting over fifth and sixth. So huge credit to Graham and, and Scott. Have three Hondas in the top six is great. And, uh, yeah, we, we turned this into a podium last year. So uh, fingers crossed we got strong race cars and, you know, things go our way in the race and stay out of the big mess that Will was talking about and go from there. Questions for the drivers? Yes, Ryan. This one's for you, James. Um, you, you alluded to it almost slipping into the second round and then once again slipping into uh, the final round. Was there ever any doubt that you were not going to get into these, the preceding uh, rounds of qualifying? Well, yeah, you know, we, we kind of made a bit of a, a tactical error in, uh, in Q1 starting on scrub blacks rather than sticker blacks. And so, you know, the difference in grip between a heat-cycled set of used blacks and a sticker set of reds is massive. And when you're trying to, when you only have one or two laps of, of good tire to, to get that lap time on the reds, having to make that much bigger a jump than had I started on stickers, um, that put us behind a little bit. And uh, we were on a lap, I think, that maybe would have got us in 
just by the skin of our teeth when Espan had his accident. I didn't realize that he was ahead of us at the time, so I thought we were out. But uh, luckily we got in, and then, you know, Q2, we, we earned that one. I mean, a, a one-lap shootout to just kind of lay it all on the line there and put together our best lap of the weekend. So um, that one that one felt good for sure. Knew, knew it was going to be a struggle to get much higher than, uh, than six, just uh, based on what we'd seen out of these guys in practice. But uh, definitely yeah. proud of the guys, and, uh, and yeah, that was an entry. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it's hey, pull sitter. Whoa, stop the madness. Sorry. Other questions? Or did we enter? Yes, Bruce. This is for Graham. Uh, after your run, after the Fast Six was over, in your own words, you said you were geeked. Uh, what is it about this run and about the prospect of picking up where you left off at Detroit? Well, I, look, I mean, it, it, more than anything, as James said, you know, I, I really didn't know. I, I think a lot of us felt that it was, it was looking like a, a Penske, you know, one through four. So, you know, where do we shake out after that? And, and when, when uh, Joseph didn't make it, I knew that we'd, we'd have a pretty good shot of, of I guess, being fourth. <laughs> but, um, but, no, I, you know, the reason I was so excited is just because I, I feel like I really got all of it out of the thing, you know, and then some maybe. And as James said in Q2, he did that, and that's, that's rewarding. You know, I, sometimes it doesn't matter where you end up. If you know that you did your best and got the most out of it, then, uh, then th that feeling for sure is more rewarding than, you know, than, than being – I don't know, for me, than many other laps that I've done or times that I've been on pole before. So it was just a good lap. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of, uh, of our little team for, for, the, for the effort that everybody keeps putting in. Um, you know, we've been – it's a shame the season didn't start off well because the last, I don't know, handful of races, we've been right there. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep it going. Norris, did you have a question? I changed my mind. Okay. Other questions? Well, Mary? Um, Graham, you know, you were very successful winning both races at Detroit, and this track is a little different. Um, you know, it's very bumpy, and I guess it's pretty slick. So in terms of tire choices, I, I get the feeling the Penske drivers didn't particularly like the red tires. They didn't seem to practice with them very much. Um, you know, they get one set on Friday, they can give back. But um, do you think that even though Firestone developed this tire that's supposed to have more grip, that it's just not working here? Well, for me, it's, it's been pretty good. I mean, you know, my car on, on blacks is definitely pretty active. I would say it's, it's very consistent. In fact, what I ran in Q2 when I ran the one minute point two or whatever, those were like 17 lap blacks. And so it's pretty, for me, it's been consistent, but the reds have been better. Um, you know, in the times that I've used them, and particularly in the high speed, or the, not necessarily high speed, the flowing sections, you know, 9 through 11 is, like, massively better for me on reds than blacks. But, um, you know, I think it's, it's what we've seen over time is it kind of fit. It, it depends on what fits your car. In Detroit, we were able to make used reds uh, last a stint, no problem, when a lot of guys struggled. Uh, tomorrow, I think it's going to be well. You know, if weather comes and that changes completely, but we just have to see what we what we get here. But we're going to, uh, you know, we'll probably run a set of reds in the morning, just run them long, just to see. But no, I mean, I think Elio got a full session on, or quite a quite a long run on the reds, you know, last night and stuff. So, you know, again, we'll just have to see how it plays out there tomorrow. But my sense is, for me, 
Uh, reds are what I favor, but we'll see. Before we let the majority of these guys go, we'll go with one last question from Bruce. That was good. James, uh, you used to come up here and be the fan favorite, but leave here very disappointed. What has been the key in turning that around, and now you're a legitimate uh, contender out here? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, the consistency in the situation that we've had over at SPM, having, uh, you know, same team, same crew, same engineer, uh, allows you to kind of build on it, you know, and certainly street circuits have been uh, been a strength of ours this season especially. And, you know, we, like you said, coming off uh, best start and best finish last year, we kind of wanted to build on that. And we um, didn't necessarily roll off the truck that way, but we've we've got ourselves in a position to uh, to be at the sharp end. So I think it's just it's just hard work, you know. It's uh, experience, and a lot of times we've been quick here. We've just had like the worst luck ever. So plus uh, plus you won the dance. I mean, for me, in my eyes, you won Dancing with the Stars. So well, that's thank why you. The fans Elliot. are really that's, behind you. That's sweet of you. That's sweet of you. That helps. That's that, for sure. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let everyone except Simon go ahead, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. We'll continue with our qualifying press conference with our poll winner, Simon Pagino, who set a new track record in the new track configuration of 58.9124 seconds. His first poll in 2017 and also here on the streets of Toronto in his 10th career poll. Simon, you've been atop the speed charts for most of yesterday and also today. Did you have a feeling that you had a pretty good shot at pole heading into this afternoon's qualifying session? Yeah, I feel I feel like the the DXC car was been competitive all weekend, so I felt very comfortable. Um, it really is the first weekend of the year that I've been able to do exactly what I want with the car, and um, you know it's uh, it's a lot of fun when that happens. <clears throat> and um, and also, just like Graham was saying, I feel it feels so rewarding when uh, when you feel like you extract the best out of yourself and 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 be and feel one with the car. So um, it was uh, it was definitely um, some. Some really fast laps there in the in the fast six, um, and I really really put everything down on the line. So um, uh, very satisfying. But uh, my race car has been and, and is uh, phenomenal this weekend. So I hope we can uh, transform that into uh, into a win tomorrow. It would be perfect timing in a championship. You've seen your teammates Elio and Will go back and forth on on several different pole wins throughout the season. It, does it matter to you to finally get a pole in 2017 and in join that rank or are you more focused on race results you know, for me it's more race, race results that's that's really what pays but um, every race car driver has, uh, has an ego <laughs> and I think qualifying is all about ego it's uh, we all want to be the fastest man so uh, like I said I think you know from the moment we start in go-kart when you manage to do that special lap is the best feeling in the world and I think that's what we all hear is to us it's um, it's the growl when you get to do the pole and, and put that perfect lap together. So it's, um, you know, that's what we seek for. That's what I seek for every morning when I wake up. And when it happens, when I manage to put it all together on a given time, it's, uh, it's very enjoyable. It's, um, it's the best reward in the world. The Verizon IndyCar Series races on, on many types of tracks, uh, on ovals, on, especially on longer ovals like the Indy 500. Maybe qualifying isn't as important. But when you get to a street course here, like Toronto, do you feel like, in terms of the other street courses we visit throughout the season, is it how important is it to qualify well here in Toronto specifically? Yeah, it's, to me, it's um, it's the most important place to qualify well. Um, so that's why this pole position is very important into the race results. Um, it's going to count toward it, but 
uh, you know, if everything happens normally, that's the problem here. It's like I said uh, earlier in press conference, these, uh, Toronto always has a twist for you on the strategy. So, uh, <clears throat> but it's always better to be upfront for sure. Um, so that's um, that's mission accomplished on the proposition. But we have one more thing to do, which is uh, which is the race. And you know, the whole weekend is you know uh, tackling practice one certain way to uh, to be well set up for practice two and practice three is all about qualifying. So uh, when you when you check every every um, everything that you want to check uh, to that point, that's uh, satisfying. We'll open up for questions, starting with Ryan. Simon, I know you just mentioned that it's it's about the race results at the end of the day, but judging by your entrance here, there's got to be a, a certain level of excitement winning pole here in Toronto. Well, yeah, there's uh, big excitement. I love this city. I've been racing here since 2006, um, and, uh, and this, is, uh, this is really a fun track to me. I've just never had the success that I thought I could get for unknown reasons. Um, so, again, being able to put a perfect lap together in Toronto is very unusual because it's a very tough track. So uh, I feel very satisfied that way. But uh, there's a huge competition within the team. Um, obviously, Helio has been on a tear this year, um, and I needed some, some pulls to catch up on that competition. So um, last year, I, I was the one that won that competition. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun. It, we're just having fun with that. So um, that's why the entrance was a bit flamboyant. <laughs> Yes, sir. You mentioned the term perfect lap, though, and in multiple perfect laps, when you think about it, you beat Will and then you beat that time again. How do you get that consistency on Sunday and the variance of weather and temperature and all that jazz? I think it's a different story. I think I've done my job up to qualifying, uh, into qualifying. Now we've got to forget about pace over one lap, right? We've been thinking one lap pace, I've got to extract the best out of the tires, the car. Uh, I'm going to be as close as possible to the wall. Um, I tell you, I took all the risks necessary in turn 11, uh, for example, to uh, to get a little tenth here and there. Um, if I do that in, in the race, I won't finish the race. <laughs> so it's a, it's a different approach. I've got to set up my car a little differently for the race, maybe less a little less aggressive with the rear end of the car um, to actually keep my tires underneath me and, and be strong over a whole stint. Um, and like you said, we don't know what the forecast is going to be. Um, that's the one thing you can't control. Um, so we're all going to have to adapt to that. But uh, it's the same for everybody. Other questions for Simon? Yes, Mary. Simon, last year at Detroit, if I remember correctly, um, you started the race and went over 20 laps on red tires. And I think you were the only driver to successfully do a full fuel stint and make those tires last, and I don't think your speed really dropped off. So this year here at Toronto, the track is different as a street course. It's a lot slicker, I guess, in places. Um, but Firestone said that they brought a tire that had a lot more grip. So how do you feel about the red tires What you know, in terms of longevity and all that? Yeah, it's tough for me to answer. I had some issues yesterday <coughs> in practice, uh, too. So I didn't manage to do a long stint on tire, on the red tires. So I don't know the degradation. I can only I know because of my driving style, I feel like my front tires are going to go away quicker than the rear. Um, and I'm going to do everything tonight that I can to make sure that uh, we can keep our tires underneath us. But we also need a fast car on the black tires. So you know it's maybe more a case of limiting the number of laps on reds and switching to blacks afterwards. I think the blacks are going to be faster on the long run. 
but uh, but if the, the conditions are difficult, you're going to want to use the reds um, just because if it's spotting in, in places, you're going to be more comfortable on reds. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it in the trailer that um, not many people get to see, but there's going to be a lot of conversation tonight to try to um, see what we can do and make sure that the car is going to be consistent. Any final questions for Simon? Yes. Uh, this is a race that tends to, in the past, it's had a lot of cautions. How does that affect the way you guys plan for a race, especially seeing as we could get some weather tomorrow that could throw even more cautions in the wind? It's tough. Um, that's a constant discussion. Um, you know, the problem is, is um, statistically, there's, uh, that yellow comes out at the end of the first tint right at the wrong spot. So um, what do you do? You know, you try to pit before that statistical lap that uh, seems to be around 14 or 13. Um, but the problem is if it doesn't go yellow, um, then you really shoot yourself in the foot. So you kind of have to react to the situation on track, um, and that's Kyle Moyer and Ben Bretzman, my strategist, uh, Kyle, to decide uh, with me in the discussion during the race on and to what to do. Uh, and also, you know, they're always looking at the competition, uh, where they're at on track and what are they doing. We're obviously looking at Dixon very closely, um, and that's, that's the main competition for us, and so that's what we're going to be looking at. But tomorrow we, we need to go out there and, and win the race. That's... that's uh, that's the bottom line. Bruce. What does it say about this event that the only two tracks that have been held on the schedule longer are the Indianapolis 500 and the Long Beach Grand Prix? Well, I think it's, uh, it's definitely a classic here. You know, when you talk about Toronto, uh, everybody knows the uh, Indy Toronto. You know, it's, um, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a beautiful event. The crowd was amazing on Friday. It's still amazing today. Um, I think, you know, it's obviously the sport's growing, it's growing back. So I think uh, it's phenomenal to see that. Uh, the track is improving every year. Um, but, uh, but when you look at the pictures, you still see uh, the exact same background as it used to have. And I think that's what makes this track, this place, very uh, historical. Um, I love coming here. I mean, it's a great track, great event, great food. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Got some good places for you guys. the third time in a press conference you've mentioned how oh, good man, the, the food, food is here. I can tell you're food really keen excellent. on the food. <laughs> Any final questions for Simon? Simon, congratulations. Thank you, Thank you very much.